0: Hello and welcome to episode 14 of the Mark and Me podcast. As always, I'm your host Mark. And a bit like an RKO from Randy Orton, this episode has completely come out of nowhere. And the reason for it is I've just come back from the Showmasters London Film Comic Con. An amazing weekend spent with some really good friends of mine. And I actually didn't go there with any intention to record any episodes for Mark and Me. I went there to hang out with some good friends eat some good food, buy loads of pops, buy loads of Blu-rays I don't need, and basically spend too much money on film memorabilia like everyone else that attends. They had some fantastic guests. I got to catch up with Mads Mickelson, Benedict Cumberbatch, many, many great guests. But, and this is the but, I've got you an episode. So while I was there, Kevin Smith, a huge, huge guest, and the reason that I podcast, hosts a podcast for the Smogcast Network called fat man on batman now his co-host mark bernardin was actually in london for this event so as soon as i saw him i thought man this is someone i've listened to since i've started podcasting myself his show with kevin is one of my favorites on their network i've subscribed since day one there's no way i'm not going to talk to this guy so i went up to mark i explained who i was then you know it was a matter of minutes we were sitting down talking all things batman Now, I thought to myself, this is too good not to put out there. So I pulled out my phone, started recording, and we've got an episode for you all. That's sometimes the best way it can be. You haven't got to sit there and plan all your questions and think about what to say. If you're confident and you know someone, you can get good content. Just go with the flow and enjoy it. And that's exactly what I did. There's no editing on this interview. It's literally just me and Mark talking all things about comics, films, movies, stuff that I do with most of my friends in the pub on a daily basis, but hey, I got to do it with one of my favourite podcasters, Mark, so without further ado, let's listen to the interview with the man himself, Mark Bernardin. So first of all, I just want to find out how you're enjoying your first Showmasters con. Uh, I'm having a blast, you know, like the, the organisers have been really great, um, they've taken
1: pretty good care of me, and the people are super nice, you know, like I... I I never know what to expect given that I have no idea whatsoever nor do I have a belief that I'm in any way a personality of any note and so to come here and see people like actually kind of excited to see both me and Kevin and we're going to do a live show but it's they asked me how many, uh, how many pictures should we order for you and I'm like I don't know 10 the hell's going to want my photograph and my autograph but there's, there's a pretty strong robust audience in the UK and I've never done a show here so it's actually been kind of fun
0: being a podcaster and obviously seeing how it's growing every day people now are loving podcasts it's like the new album to have on the way to work listening did you ever feel at any time that uh, yourself working with Kevin Smith would be an actual featured show on the Smod Network
1: you know like every time I would meet Kevin and he would say hey um you want to come over? and Maybe we'll do a podcast. And I would say, Yeah, man, sure, whatever. It's 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 your dime. It's 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 your mic. Whatever you want to do. And then he'd say, Might we set up some? Uh, you want to be the co-host? Yeah, man, sure. I'll, I'll, if you want, that's yeah. cool. mind if I set up some cameras? Yeah, sure. Might if we go to a studio and record it for real? Yeah, man, if you want. <laughs> uh, how do you feel about going on the road? Sure, man, that's cool like basically it's Kevin saying I have this idea and me saying yeah man that's awesome yeah just keep saying yes yeah I so far no has not worked to my advantage never say no never say no always open with yes and then maybe get around to no (laughs) but yeah I mean it's been kind of wonderful just the organic nature of two guys who love talking about nerd stuff who would do it for free who would do it if there was nobody listening just to do it somehow translating that into putting it out there in the world and having people kind of respond to it it's been weird and lovely
0: is it kind of like a luxury knowing that you're doing something you love and as you just said those words you'd do it for free? It must feel like an absolute blast hanging out with one of your best friends talking about the stuff you love. I mean this is the this is
1: this is the trick. Like if you if you do something you love you'll never work a day in your life, right? Isn't that the old maxim? Like I would go to movies with my friends and we would hang on the parking lot for hours afterwards just talking about it because we love it so much. And then just to be able to do that with a dude who also loves it as much as I do who also happens to have a podcast network. Like, it's this weird harmony of of symphony of the spheres that makes that this is my life now. I get to do stuff that I would have already done for nothing and get a little bit of scratch for it.
0: So how did the idea come about? Even though you were sitting there talking with Kevin and he was saying, let's take it on the road, let's do it as a proper thing, when was the topic chosen that you're going to just focus on one character? That's quite a big thing and quite niche. It is. I mean, Kevin I mean, Kevin
1: started the show by himself, and it was just he wanted to talk to people who had some tangential relationship to Batman, whether it was, you know, Burt Ward or Graham Morrison or, or, or Paul Dini or people who had written or performed or had some relationship with, with the character itself, because he loves the character. Like, it's his favorite character. And, uh, and when I came on board, it was, hey, let's do a commentary track for The Dark Knight Returns Part 1. This animated movie they made with Paul Weller uh, Starring as the Dark Knight But it was the adaptation of the Frank Miller book That the Dark Knight Returns This amazing landmark work In the the Batman annals And the canon Let's do a commentary track Yeah man, that's cool We could talk over a movie for two hours That sounds like fun And then it became We would start the commentary track But there would be like 40 minutes of Just BS between us Before we actually start talking about the movie It's like, this is fun Like, let's just talk about Let's talk about the stuff we would ordinarily talk about. Let's talk about the movies we just saw. Let's talk about how excited we are for the movies to come. Let's talk about stuff on TV that, we, that we're responding to. And it just became this evolution of the podcast into, yes, we will talk about Batman when there's Batman stuff to talk about, but there's so much more out there in the landscape that we could, we could just wax and wane and, and just hold forth on. And I feel like the audience, while some of which are hoping we talk more about Batman, kind of like just eavesdropping on two guys who love this stuff.
0: I'm waiting for Fat Man on Robin or on Catwoman <laughs> or when you run out of things to talk about, you're going to have to start thinking, right, what are we are going to do now?
1: Fat Man on Calendar Man. Fat <laughs> Man <laughs> on Crazy Quilt with the Crazy Quilt eyes. Yeah, I mean, the, the DC pantheon goes deep. And I'm sure that if we needed to retitle a show, we would have no, no shortage of Daffy characters to name it after.
0: <laughs> so going back to your uh, you know your youth and growing up were you one of the guys that loved comics were you obsessed with all the nerd stuff Now, because obviously it's very popular now I was at school and I was picked on for being the guy that loved the comics. Now it's the cool kid who loves the comic.
1: I know. Like, I, every now and again I have to tell the kids, you have no idea how good you have it. <laughs> <laughs> because when I was young, like this was not a thing you admitted in public.
0: No. But
1: I was always that guy. Like, yeah. I, was, I was at you know, 11 or 12 years old reading Savage Sword of Conan and X-Men books and Spider-Man books in the privacy of my own home so that nobody would know. You know I, was a, I was a well-integrated nerd. You know, like, I also played football. I also, like, I wanted to be an architect. I was also helping out the theater squad, like, build their sets. Like, I, I had these, these fingers in every pie of high school life. And one of them was also, I'm going to go to the comic book shop every Wednesday and buy my books. And I'm going to play D&D every Saturday, because that's what you do. I'm going to get my ColecoVision and play video games, because that's what you do. And kind of give that to myself a little bit. And then still go off and be a half-assed jock. still go off and be kind of an artsy kid but it's what they called a well-rounded nerd education back in the day but you still have to keep it hidden and so the fact that you don't anymore is kind of wonderful but you kids don't know how hard it was
0: no and the fact (laughs) is now you have everything at the click of a button when it used to be nice to go and try and find that rare comic or figure now look at it here you can buy anything you want
1: forget it i remember going to comic con 10 years ago in san diego and guys were annoyed that Twilight was there and they were like what invading our space what are you you and your dumb vampire I'm like you guys these are girls who are here who like kind of the same thing that you like why are you chasing them away I spent my entire life trying to find yeah. the girls who like the same
0: shit that I like. Why are you come on? And now we found loads of them, you're trying to get rid of them. Yeah, like they're, these they're are not, limited these are more limited than the edition than the figures you're yeah, looking for. Like they're knocking on the door, wanting to come in, and
1: you're saying, no. <laughs> Crazy. Yeah. That's your own fault, guys. <laughs> Don't be a dick.
0: So what was your first meeting like with Kevin? How how did you how did your paths cross? Uh, I met Kevin... I was a,
1: uh, an editor at Entertainment Weekly. Yeah. Back in the late 90s, early 2000s. And uh, I was assigned to interview him and have him review comic book fashion.
0: Yeah.
1: Like, you know, rank and rate these various outfits of superheroes. Like, how does The Flash compare to Superman, compare to The Tick, compare to Too Much Coffee Man, whatever it was at the time. And... Uh, and it was fun. Like, he, you know, he's gregarious and, and jovial on the phone. And uh, it went well. And then, like, a year or two later, um, Zach and Mary made a porno. was coming out. And so I, wanted, I pitched a, a filmography with Kevin.
0: He was in that film. <laughs> he was in that film. I made a cameo appearance in Strip he... of...
1: Very nice. <laughs> the Very boobs nice. around his head. <laughs> <laughs> Dreams, they do come true. Um... And uh, so I pitched him this filmography, and said, "Yeah, I'd love to do it." So, would you mind if we did it over instant message? Because, like, I'm a writer; I'd rather write. So, and I'm like, I'm lazy, so I don't want to transcribe. So everybody wins. And uh, and then he just sort of kept my instant message address. And so every now and again, I would get a ping from him, being like, "Hey, so did you see Green Lantern?" He's like, "Yeah." Whoa. <laughs> or do I use a comma or a semicolon in this sentence? I'm like, I semicolon, sure. Why yeah. not? You know, and then we just sort of struck up this kind of online friendship. And he used to hold a poker game back in New Jersey.
0: Kind at the of, stash, wasn't it? At the stash, yeah.
1: yeah, kind of semi-regularly. And I was living in New Jersey at the time, so he would fly back from L.A. to play poker. He was like, do, do you play cards? I'm like, yeah. I said, do you want to come and roll? I said, sure. I will happily lose money to a rich guy because <laughs> I'm not an idiot. Um, and then we got to meet, we just got to talk, and then every time I was in L.A., uh, he would say, Hey, you come by the house, we'll just hang out. It's like sure I'll come by the house. Hey, do you wanna come by and see my new movie? Like, sure I'll come by and see your new movie. Hey, do you wanna come in like I do a podcast with my wife every morning? you Wanna come and sit on on the podcast? Like, sure, I like your wife. And then it just again became like Kevin saying, he Hey do keeps you wanna saying yes. and I just keep saying yes. And uh, and I think part of it is because we come from the shame the shared space, the shared like we are within six months in age. So our foundational influences are kind of the same, Yeah. you know, Star Wars and Raiders and Spielberg and, and, and Lucas and all of that stuff. We both have comic books, we both have movies, you know, we're both, um, you know, gradually thinning but still overweight. So there's there, there was a lot to, to, to sync ourselves together with.
0: That's amazing. And then it's, it seems like I should be saying yes more in life, because it seems to have worked for you. I mean... Off,
1: more often than not no never leads you to a good thing it only maybe stops a bad thing
0: but that's hell of a good advice if you're <laughs> listening right now you're getting free advice here that's worked and you've got proof for it which is amazing
1: yeah and also you know it doesn't hurt to uh, to be as genuine as you can to people for whom few are genuine too
0: yeah
1: you know like I get I get the sense having having been with him in spaces yeah you know, just seeing the barrage of people who come at him, and knowing Hollywood the way I know and knowing sycophancy the way I'm, I'm, I've seen it from afar, that, like, you know, the 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 currency of, of the life is just be who you are. Like, and don't ask for anything. Don't want for anything. Just if, if you run into somebody like Kevin, like somebody who's who exists on a world stage, the last thing they want from you is to be anything besides you. You know, just... Be genuine.
0: So with the future for yourself, are you happy with the way that Batman's now being portrayed? With Ben Affleck, are you happy with the way that DC are going? Because I don't want to be controversial. I'm not one of those people that's either Marvel or DC. I just love good films. Mm. But it does seem Marvel have got the upper hand and are doing things correctly, where even the trailer for Justice League and stuff, it, nothing is convincing me they're going to hit that home run. Yeah, I feel like
1: the, the difference between Marvel and DC... Is that Marvel had a guy at the beginning, Kevin Feige, who understood who these characters were at their core, whether or not, and, and loved them, and yeah. loved the books that, that they were in. And so when he came to, okay, we're, we're gonna build a universe, we're gonna build a ship, we're gonna build this out, we're gonna step it out, we're gonna tell you these stories about these single individual characters and meet them all together. But those characters all were who they felt like they should be. Like Captain America was absolutely always going to be the patriot, was always going to be the the kind of unabashedly romantic hero of the universe. Tony Stark was always going to be self-centered. You know, like, he knew who those characters were at their core and how to make that work for a cinematic audience. And until Jeff Johns came on board, until now Josh Whedon seems to be part of their brain trust over DC, there was never that architect, there was never that shepherd to be like, here's what Batman should be. Here's what Superman should be. It was, here's a filmmaker we like, let's let him run with it. And they ran into directions that felt contrary to what America, what the world knew these heroes are supposed to be. Like, Batman doesn't kill people. That is just fundamentally not who he is. He's broken and damaged and crazy, but he's not homicidal. He wants to stop people from ever feeling the way he felt when his parents were taken. So killing people is a thing Batman never does. And so for Ben Affleck behind a Batmobile to just be wantonly driving over people, to have guns that don't have rubber bullets but real bullets, betrays who that character is. To have a Superman who doesn't feel desperately, intimately for every person he meets and is engaged with the human race on a fundamental level, but rather is kind of disaffected and and wallowing in self-pity, it's like that's not Superman. Superman is the guy for whom his greatest tragedy is he can't save everybody. He can hear every cry for help but can't he's one guy. The world is, is beckoning to him for help and he can only save one person at a time. That's what drives that character. And if he's not healing and feeling and, and if he's not present in the trauma of, of the world at large, he's not Superman. you know he's not a guy who will absolutely just lay down on a wire for everybody. He's just a guy who, you know, it suits me to rescue these people. Like, I'm not busy elsewhere. It's, I'm heartbroken that I can't save everybody. And once I feel, once DC, and it feels like they're starting to work, like Wonder Woman is a great course correction. I loved it.
0: In realizing,
1: here's what this character is. This character is unvarnished goodness having to come to grips with a world that is compromised and sullied by existence and by humanity by the messiness of real life that's what that character is that's, that's her fight is to remember that there's goodness in everybody even though the world is, is shit you know and, by, like, and that right there is like the anchor from which you can pivot a universe and like remembering why she works and seeing why she works and why people are responding to her that's how you start building that story. Like That's how you figure out how, oh that's right we've lost the trust of an audience but it's not too late.
0: It's never too late and the, the only thing that gives me hope right now is Wonder Woman. It sounds yeah. cheesy but that was my thing of saying, okay I will still pay my money to the cinema yeah. to go and trust in these films because Marvel will get me anytime. They don't need to release a trailer and I'll go and see Infinity <laughs> War. I'll see Guardians 3. I will, I'm signed up for life now. Yeah. DC have got a lot of work to do with me because I fought myself... I'm sorry to say but Batman vs. Superman was a
1: mess yeah I mean I feel as if DC every movie is their first movie
0: yeah
1: where they have to re-earn my trust whereas Marvel like yeah I am going to go what, what do you want to do Guardians of the Galaxy sure space opera with Marvel why not okay Ragnarok <laughs> okay Buddy Road picture with Thor and, and, and the Hulk yeah like I am on board with whatever they do because they've they've never betrayed my trust
0: Right from the start with the Iron Man movie, they got it right from the first
1: try. Yeah, and like that movie it's it's remarkable because I love it so, it has no second act. Like the second act of that movie is I'm gonna build some stuff in my garage, says Tony Stark, where there's no antagonist and there's no complication. It's just him just look, it's a suit! I've, I've got, got mis- money and I'm playing with toys. <laughs> yeah, like I've got a car that I crushed and hey, wee! <laughs> but it's because Robert Downey Jr. is so great, like just he, he pulls you through a section of a movie with no antagonist and no conflict just can I build a thing yeah you have money and skill and brains you can build a thing great you know and even the missteps that Marvel has had and and they haven't been flawless because Iron Man 2 is a bit of a mess Thor 2 is a bit of a mess um, because they've forgotten in both of those movies that you have to have a villain who feels both separate from but intrinsically tied to your hero yeah you know and we've seen way too many mirror versions dark mirror versions of Tony Stark yeah like okay what else you got like who who else am I going to see that's not another like I invented also a guy in a suit and I (laughs) also have an iron arc reactor and I can do all of these things and Thor 2 has too many villains yeah because everybody loved Loki and they realized that you know Malekith the dark elf was no Loki so they just pumped it with a bunch of Loki and it's out of balance yeah There is no one villain, and so now there's two, and neither have enough screen time, and it's just, it's clunky at best, and just boring at worst. But beyond that, I mean, they made me watch a Thor 1 that I didn't think I cared about. They made me watch a Guardians that I didn't think I cared about. You know, and things that should not work in any way. Like, I remember there was a great meme that went around that had, uh, you know, DC says... We're not sure that an audience is ready for Wonder Woman, while over here Marvel says, look, it's a talking raccoon on a tree <laughs> with machine guns. Like, we don't care. Yeah. But they knew that they had an audience. They and look knew. how
0: well it worked.
1: I know. Like, they built trust, you know, and DC still has a little work to do to get my trust.
0: So what's the future looking like for yourself? Obviously, we know Kevin's going to be very, very busy doing his new reboot of Jane and Silent Bob. Indeed. How's it looking for you? Are you going to keep giving us this? I've seen you on screen with John Schnett doing stuff I've seen you in the studio I love the video stuff I love the audio are we going to keep seeing more from you I mean I I am and I have always been
1: the like leave with the girl that brung you kind of guy and it's like Kevin was the one who invited me to the dance and so I'm going to leave with him one way or another I might dance with another girl here and there in the yep. middle but you know there will always be some version of Fat Man on Batman until Kevin decides he you know I am going to go make a dozen movies at once I don't have the time, like whatever it is, like it's, as long as he likes it, I love doing it. And as long as he's tickled by it, I'm happy to be there. Um, I want to go back on the schmodown. I want to, like, because those guys are having a blast. And yeah. movie trivia, while uh, I know more than I should about useless things that have no actual <laughs> currency or relevance in the real world, like I cannot, you know, change a spare tire, but I could tell you who directed Midnight Run because that's valuable information.
0: Um, well, uh, before today, I'm going to get your phone number, so if I'm ever on who wants to be a millionaire, I'll <laughs>
1: phone you as my friend, and I know. you'll know. If there's a useless crap category, <laughs> then just give me a shout. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, yeah, so that, that will continue for the foreseeable future. There's no end in sight, because there will always be nerd stuff. We're in the, the boom times of, of nerd content, and so there's more than enough to talk about. And, you know, I'm still writing for TV. Like, I'm currently on staff on the Castle Rock show that J.J. Abrams, Stephen King shared Stephen King multiverse uh, show that will be on Hulu in the States next year I don't know what will happen in the UK or the rest of Europe but and that is too much fun man like it is like sitting in a room getting paid handsomely to make up stuff involving Stephen King characters like that's that is if there is a dream that's what coming true looks like
0: I'm just thinking now of the It trailer I've just seen and the way that people are falling in love again with Stranger Things, which makes me just think of Stephen King and you mentioned yeah. JJ. If that, I can't even imagine what it would be like sitting in that room going, let's play with some ideas. Yeah,
1: I mean, we're we're in the midst of, like, this Stephen King ascendant phase where there's the mist on TV, It is dropping, Mr. Mercedes is going to be on uh, some Dark channel. Tower? Dark Tower? Drug Tower's coming. You know, we're coming next year. This is This is like... If, if I guess it's one of those seasonal things where Stephen King is super popular and people kind of forget and then super popular again like he's done so much work and he's got such a body behind him that you could have like every ten years some massive Stephen King dump and never get tired of it
0: I want to thank you for your time today I hope you have an absolute blast here tomorrow to see a live show of you is going to be great I bet you're pretty uh. psyched for it I am
1: super excited. I also have no idea what we're going to talk about yet.
0: Um, <laughs> it's not the best way, though. Go in there and not it, have anything written down and just go with it. It kind of
1: is. Like, on, on Sunday morning, I will just look and see, all right, what a nerd's talking about. Did a trailer break? Did some news happen? Is this person in Justice League? Is that person out of Justice League? Whatever it is, like, we'll, we'll find out to talk about it. And Kevin's superpower is holding an audience on a stage. And my job is just to like, both support him and then get out of the way.
0: Amazing. Well, enjoy the rest of your stay and thank you again and for all the listeners out there, I hope they check out your work uh, and I look forward to this TV show knowing that you've been involved.
1: <laughs> it's going to be it's it's a high wire act but I think we're going to land.
0: Amazing. Like, yeah. Thank you. My pleasure. So there we have it. As you could hear, Mark is incredible when it comes to podcasting. This guy's a pro. He has got the coolest job right now. He's writing on one of the biggest TV shows that's coming our way. He does a podcast with Kevin. And he's just a great guy. Really, really fun to be around. I hung out with him for ages. You know, I was at the con. We had a beer. We were sitting, chatting away. And I'm so glad that I got to capture it to put out there for you guys listening today. It's great, you know, this is the good thing about being a single podcaster on this thing. I'm not saying single as in I'm single and available. I meant as in I'm definitely married. I'm just saying that I have not got a crew with me that I need to worry about recording. It's just myself getting content for all of you. I really, really hope you've enjoyed this podcast. The response to the last episode with the Turbo Quid Directors has been incredible. One of my most downloaded episodes yet. This episode came out of nowhere, so it's a bit of a surprise. I know I've been teasing another episode that's still going to be coming out in a few days. Don't worry, you've got probably three podcasts now from me in the matter of a couple of weeks. I'm not going to spoil it, but I've just secured one of the biggest guests I could ever dream of, so I'm pretty much shitting myself right now, but it's great. I hope you all enjoyed this episode. As I said, please check out Mark's show, Fat Man on Batman with Kevin Smith. Check out Kevin's own podcast on Smodcast he has got hours and hours of content and if you haven't heard my other podcast skip to the end check those guys out too because we're bloody good anyway as always please hit me up on twitter facebook just go on markandme.com all the links are on there let me know what you think to the episodes i really hope you enjoyed this one it was a nice surprise for you all please keep subscribing and i'll speak to you all again in a few days time so it started. For God knows where I guess I'll know When I get there I'm learning to fly Around the clouds But what goes up Must come down